Hey, I'm Angela and welcome to the Mood Board Podcast. I'm excited this week to be interviewing designer and founder of Leah Singh Incorporated, Leah Singh. I have been a huge fan of Leah's work for years. And honestly, the biggest reason has always been that it's bold graphic and she absolutely leans into color. I find like now more than ever, so many people love the white interiors and they want those bold pops of color and they want that graphic accent. Um, and for me, Leah's work has always been one of those um, designer's work that I go back to her portfolio again and again um, to pull inspiration for our clients. Um, I thought another real reason that it was super important to talk to her right now is that we are really in the middle of fall here in the U.S. and it is getting cold. The skies are starting to get gloomy. We are still having some of the leaves change, which is gorgeous, um, but those are going to go away soon. And a lot of people are, you know, reaching out saying, you know, how can I get some color into my home? I want to feel happy. I want to feel energized. Um, and Leah's home decor collection will absolutely do the trick. So really excited to connect with her today. Many people have been asking me, how can they support my business? And let me tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the right path. So just make sure that you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. But a second thing you can do is sign up for my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. In less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. I will also provide feedback on Skillshare and share students' work on my Instagram feed. So on that note, let's get started with the show. So hi, Leah. Thank you so much for coming to the Mood Board Podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you. Um, I think one of the reasons I've gravitated towards your work, um, it must have been probably in 2015 when I started working with Home Polish. And it was when I was first kind of introduced to your style. And I was so interested in the graphic patterns, the bold colors. Um, I think after a while, probably some of my clients were tired of me sharing your work and were like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not going to work for the uh, classical beach house style, but I just loved it anyway. <laughs> it was like, maybe just one rug, just try it. It could work. Um, so I was excited just to learn a lot more about your business. Um, just kind of excited. So I think to start off, tell us a little bit about Leah Singh Incorporated. First, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you and share my work with you. Yeah. Um, so I started Leah Singh in 2012 and it started off kind of as like a side business. I have another business. So this was kind of my um, space to, like a creative outlet for me to um, design and work with artisans. So that's how it started. And mm. I actually started um, by creating bone jewelry. Hmm, okay. That's what I, yeah, it was completely different. Yeah, I'm like, and I don't it, see that in your collection. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very geometric. Like if you see yeah. the pieces, it actually mm. is very similar to the kind of designs that I do. Okay. And then I, I was in India while doing that and I was visiting a lot of craft markets um, to collect stuff for myself. And then I suddenly was like, again, because like, I had gone to uh, Parsons in New York for, for college. And then when I came back, I was like, you know, going to these craft markets and being reintroduced to all these textiles that I, I grew up with, but it never really 
because I was around it all the time, it ne- mm. I never, you know, noticed that it was just part of my, my life, my environment. Yeah. So when I started being exposed to it again, I, I felt like there were so many beautiful traditional embroidery and weaving and mm-hmm. printing techniques. Um, but they were doing the same kinds of designs, the same products. And I felt like there was this huge potential to create more modern yeah. um, designs and products and, uh, and show it to a different clientele. Yeah. So that's how I started slowly getting into textiles and, and looking for artisans and craft techniques that would allow me to create like bold color and bold patterns and using bold colors because not all techniques um, allow for that. Some might, you know, use very natural dyes. So the color palette is very uh, neutral and mm. I wanted something that was bright and bold. So um, that's how I started um, the brand. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it'd be interesting too, because I, I know one of the things I had seen when you had written on Instagram, just kind of introducing people saying, Hey, I'm Leah. And I was super excited. Um, you were talking about how in India, a lot of the crafts, although they're being passed down from generation to generation, they're really dying out because people are really moving towards a more modernized kind of style that's going global. So yeah. how have you been really working with people to kind of preserve those things? So when I started, that was my main goal was to just work with artisans and not to work with factories. So I would mm-hmm. only work with people who were using the traditional um, weaving or embroidery techniques. So all the artisans I work with, they work in these remote villages yeah. and um, they're part of very rural like farming communities. And so the craft is like you mentioned, passed down from generation to generation, but slowly like now the artisans I work with are all a certain age and there's no one younger mm. who is part of the community because they don't want their children to be um, doing this because it's not like something that people look up to. People want to work in offices and big cities right. and not spend hours, days, weeks, months like weaving or embroidering right. one piece. So, so it, it slowly is dying out as you know the generations move to other industries, other careers. So I just try to um, continue working, working with them and um, giving them as much work as possible so that they continue to, to do this, to do this craft. And yeah. so that it's, like, that's why I, I, when I go to craft markets, like I always feel like I need to buy as much as possible. So I'm like preserving. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like I don't want this to die. I don't want to yeah. lose this. Yeah. Hmm. That's very interesting. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about, because I know that you did study at Parsons and you were talking about jewelry design. Have you always just gravitated towards those bold geometric patterns? Like when did that start to develop for you? Um, I actually didn't always do that. Like I remember even in Parsons when I would design, everything was very like, uh, like curly cues and Hmm very organic shapes. And then slowly um, I started being very inspired by geometric patterns and the Bauhaus movement, the mm-hmm. Memphis design, mm-hmm. and you know, even um, art deco. So, and certain architecture that was just very geometric and I just wanted to bring that into my designs. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the, well, it, some of the, the artisans I work with, the, the craft is traditionally very geometric. Okay. 
where some is traditionally more floral and organic. So I try to, so with the geometric crafts, it's very easy to just continue yeah. that trend. But then with the ones that are doing floral stuff, then I introduce these more geometric patterns. Um, so that's, yeah, so it wasn't always geometric, yeah. my work. I just totally like shifted to that when I started um, just getting more inspired by these movements that were more geometric and architecture mm -hmm. that was very, um, I guess, very different than traditional Indian floral. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely stands out. Like it's definitely something that, to me, it definitely feels like you're taking inspiration from your heritage, but then you're certainly also modernizing it you know, mm -hmm. with, the, with the patterns that you're using. But I, I mean, the, gold, the bold colors are definitely what I gravitate towards. I love color mm -hmm. so much. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, my <laughs> blue walls behind me. I have no white walls in my house. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hang with that. I mean, I can for clients, that's fine. But personally, I, yeah. I just gravitate towards colors so much. Well, on that note, let's take a break. When it comes to finishing a room, most people forget about the styling. Even when people buy the whole room setting from the showroom. You guys remember that? Showrooms? Ugh. Those were the good old days. You'd often come home, set it all up, and then ask yourself, why doesn't it look as good as it did in the store? Well, the secret is because it hasn't been styled. But don't worry, I've got you covered. Check out my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. And in less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. Sign up for Skillshare.com and I will post your work on my Instagram feed. So the other question I was kind of surprised to see that it's just you and one other person that operates your whole business. Mm. How in the world do you do that? Um... It's a lot. Uh, it is. <laughs> the one thing I think which makes it a little bit easier is that we don't have like a factory or a unit that we have to run. We're working with these artisans that are already set up to work with different designers and uh, individuals. So it, they already have a setup. So I'm doing all the designs and then I send it out to them and then they're creating the, the pieces, the embroidered panels or the woven panels. So I think being able to outsource certain, um, like I guess the, the main manufacturing part of it makes it a little bit more doable. Yeah. But then doing all the other stuff, it, it is a lot. Yeah, I mean, when I think about, like you told me, you're like, I live in India and most of my business is in the US and then I'm going, oh my God, and it's just two people doing all this. <laughs> you know, we would yeah. never know how much work you're putting into this. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so just, I mean, yeah, we have to be extremely organized because also the artisans that we work with, they're not a factory. Right. Um, so the way they work is just very, I guess, more casual and more, we have to be very flexible and patient and a lot of things come up, which we have. It's not just like, okay, this is the deadline. We need it by, you know, October 2nd. We need this. It's it doesn't work like that. We have to be very flexible. Um, so even when we're doing custom orders, we like give a timeline to customers, but we need to let them know that it's 
it's not so fixed and you have to, you know, it's a little bit more, I guess, organic. <laughs> I know, which honestly, with COVID, it's probably yeah. good for Americans because we're not used to that and we need to get more yeah. into every yeah. timeline is very flexible and fluid, <laughs> more like how we need to be operating business in general. Yeah. And we have to understand the needs. You know, like, I mean, these people have families, they have other things yeah. going on and it is yeah. an effort. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like, I felt like when I'd be in an art studio, I would get really, um, I'd get angry. My husband and I met in art school at Howard and I was super frustrated because he would come in late all the time. And at the end of the semester, he got an A and I got a B. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was pissed. And like, I remember like going up to my art teacher and I was like, how did he get that? And she was like, yeah. art isn't about coming in on time. Yeah. She's like, that's not what art is. She's like, it doesn't matter how punctual you are. She's like, his work was better. She's like, yeah. that's <laughs> I was a little devastated and heartbroken, but I'm like, she's right. That, that is what art is. It has nothing to do with punctuality. It's a process yeah. and you mm -hmm. need to respect that. And yeah. I ended up marrying him because I wanted to learn how he got so good. So it all worked out. <laughs> Hopefully he's more punctual now. I mean, he's probably not, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> We've been married for 10 years. I've just adjusted to, he has magic. Yeah. <laughs> Give him time. That's how real artists work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, even it, it's actually <clears throat> been really, um, people are much more patient and understanding right now because of COVID. Yeah. Um, with just how long things take, but it, it does take the artisans a long time because, like you said, they they work from home and um, they have families. They don't they don't go to like a factory or a unit. Some of them have a setup, but it's at home. Mm -hmm. So if certain things happen at home or if it's farming season, then things just take a little bit longer to complete. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So what can we expect for your collection for twenty twenty one? I'm really trying, I've been um, trying to, in, uh, to introduce some hard goods into the textile mm -hmm. collection, mm -hmm. um, so maybe some small furniture pieces or some tabletop items. And so I'm just trying to find the right artisans and the right products to introduce. And I've, I'm really interested in doing some one-of-a-kind pieces, like some really large one-of-a-kind pieces, whether it's wall hangings or like coverlets for the bed, but something very big and bold and one of a kind. So that's mm -hmm. the plan for 2021. I'm excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> and what are all like, I know I don't have to list all of them before we get to the interior design game, but what are different ways that people can order your products? Um, through our website, that's okay. the easiest. Um, okay. So that's like if, um, if you're ordering something as is, but if you want some custom, like we do custom rug sizes, mm, any, okay. any size. Um, they can email us. Now we're going to jump to the interior design game. So I'm going to talk to you about trends from 2020 from El Decor, just like okay. five or six of them. And I kind of want to know if you love it or hate it and why. So the first one that I have is, hold on, um, bold monochromatics, where it's just like a whole room just going in one hue. How do you feel about that? If it's bold, I love it. Okay. Even if it's, yeah, I, I love it. I love bold colors. Sometimes people are like, aren't your colors a little too crazy? I'm like, no, like it needs to be, yeah. I love color. 
I don't know if it's because I live in India and I'm surrounded by it, but mm. yeah, like I painted my um, that wall black behind me because I wanted to hang that huge, colorful, yes, like antique textile. <laughs> yeah, and I think your pieces work so well too, because like in America, everybody wants these white walls everywhere. And then they want to bring in the pops of color, and like you yeah. have these fantastic bold colors that you can play with in so many different different ways with your textiles. You're like, this is a great way then to like go big, where you can now mix a lot of different things. Just even from one of your pattern rugs, I can take so many different elements and kind of move it around. Yeah. Okay. The next one is layering old and new things together. Love it or hate it. I love that too. I do that myself. Like I collect antique textiles, mm. um, so I love pairing that with newer furniture pieces and just newer things, like uh, even newer paintings and stuff combined with antique textiles. I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is a single print drama. So it's almost like it's a wallpaper. But then it's also printed on the chair, and it's maybe even. God, I'm trying to think of another thing, like maybe printed on the console. But it's like the same pattern, maybe a little bit different in scale, all in one space. No. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> now, why don't you like that? Um, I just I like some variation. I like some uh, like I guess diversity. Yeah. Um, in in a space, even if it's. A bunch of stuff that would you wouldn't actually think that goes together, mm. but I feel like you can still bring in um, some old pieces and new pieces, or if it's just, if it's just new pieces and different colors and textures, I, I like mixing it up. Yeah. Uh, more than just just the same pattern, like in the bold monochromatic. Yeah, even that I feel like works because you can you know even if it's the same color, you can bring in different textures and mm. different patterns. But if it's all the same, I'm not, I'm not for me. <laughs> like that's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one is um, earth tones. So really going with like those clay, kind of mustard, copper tones that I feel like are super popular right now. How do you feel about those? I, I feel like it's soothing to look at, but I don't, for my own space, like um, I don't like using such like like monotone colors. Yeah. Some brighter, fresher pieces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's nice that like, when I look at pictures, I love like, oh, these are just so calming and really pretty. But in my own space, it kind of makes me uh, feel like not as fresh and happy. And yeah, it drains and, you. Yeah. It takes yeah. away the joy. So no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is um, mosaic tiles. So kind of playing with them as backsplash in a kitchen, maybe in an entryway. Do you love it or hate it? Um, I, I like, I love it, I guess. Okay. If you love it or hate it, I love it. <laughs> I like playing around, yeah, with pattern and color. So I feel like that can add some like interest to a room, like a pop of color, print, mm -hmm. even if everything else is one color. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Leah. Well, that is our interview. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Mood Board podcast this week. I hope you really enjoyed my conversation with Leah. I really want you to check out her website at leahsing.com. Perfect ideas right now for the fall season to give you some energy and happiness in your home. And also, if you want to see the shoppable mood board um, that was inspired by our conversation, go to angelabelt.com backslash the mood board podcast. I'm excited to share this podcast is almost up to 5,000 listeners. It's a little crazy to me since I just feel like I got serious about doing this in May. And I'm excited that so many people have been responding to it. So if you're listening, definitely share it with your friends and family, subscribe. I am just grateful for all of you guys listening and tuning in each week. All right, take care. Bye-bye.